0: Okay, can you hear me now? All right, let us pray. Our Father and our God, we just want to thank you for this privilege we have to share your word. Powerful things happen when we honor your word, when we receive your word. Your blessing is conveyed through your word. We trust you to help us to understand this and to stand in honor and awe of the word of the living God, so that it will bless us and produce fruits in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Okay, we're talking about uh, healing. I'm going to be talking about healing for a time to come. I'm going to continue to talk about healing because when you experience God, it makes God real to you more. And then your fellowship with him becomes Loser. So uh, today is a continuation of what we started last Sunday. Uh, healed, the witness of the Holy Spirit, part two. Our text came from John, 1 John 5, 9. Since we believe human testimony, surely we can believe the greater testimony that comes from God. And God has testified about his son. All who believe in the son of God know in their hearts that this testimony is true. Those who don't believe this are actually calling God a liar because they don't believe what God has testified about his son. So we started to say that it is important for the Christian to train himself to believe the word of God. If, if God is a liar, then he's not God. So why go to church? Why worship him? Well, worship him because he's God. And he's God, and if he's God, it's impossible for God to lie. You must understand that everything you're dealing with God revolves about you believing him, and that's what proves that you believe is God. So it's important that we take the testimony of God seriously, and the Bible you're reading is not just a book. It's God talking to you. The day you convince yourself that this is God talking to you, Your attitude to the Bible will change. And when they read it from here, you will listen. You will listen. So Philippians 1.27, T.P.T. says, Whatever happens, keep living your lives based on the reality of the gospel of Christ. Live your life based on the reality of the gospel of Christ. So there are three things we shared last Sunday that will help you to have very intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit. Remember that God is as close to you as you draw to him. You draw nearer to God. God draws what? God is as close to you as you yourself draw yourself close to him. But if you want to keep away from him, you are the one creating the distance. He draw near to me, and then I draw near to you. It means you want me, you desire me. I'm not going to force myself on you. So, there are three things every Christian must understand that will help you to be very close to God. Very, very close to God. Number one is be quick to repent. Do not keep repentance going. If you've done anything that's wrong, right there and then, do what? Right there and then, repent and ask God to forgive you. If you hurt somebody or did somebody wrong, don't wait. I'm begging you, don't wait. Make peace right away. Take the fall. Ask for forgiveness. Do that. Number two, be quick to forgive people. Because you hurt people, people hurt you. We live in an imperfect world. We are going to be hurting one another. So we need to forgive people very quickly. I didn't say just forgive. There's one word that qualifies it. What is that word? Quick. Quick. I didn't say just forgive people. Ooh, after one, two days, after you have satisfied your ego, you know how important you are, and then, you know, like I used to do, I, my wife, i argue with her. She would, she would say, okay, you're all right. But I will take the victory round. The following day, I will still go back. i say, but why were you even arguing with me? You know, taking the lap, you know, but there was a very foolish, foolish and unchristian thing to do. That was pride personified. I'm telling you. So we should be quick. I didn't say just, just repent. I say quick. Quick to forgive people. Very, very quick to forgive people. And then be quick to believe God. Again, the word quick, 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 quick. Don't drag. Don't begin to doubt God as if he's not God. Your, your ability to believe God proves to him he's God. That's why the Bible says without faith it's impossible to what? To if you don't believe God, you can't please him. Or just forget it. You can't please him. You can do all the fasting. If you don't believe God, you can't believe him. And your fasting will be waste of time. Waste of time. You can pray from now to January. Again, if you don't believe God, all that prayer is what? waste of time. He says, is it true? Yeah, ask James. James will tell you that if it's not in faith, he said, let, not, let not, um, that man think he will receive what? Anything. A man that calls God a liar, he's not going to receive anything from him. So these are very important things that every Christian must know. Be very quick to repent. Don't keep it going, please. And number two, be quick to forgive people. Number three, be quick to believe. You know the enemy is very good at, Making you see other people's fault. But the only thing he will not let you see is what? Your own fault. Ah, it's his method of finishing Christians. He will make you see. And it's true, you see those for yeah, but he'll make you talk about it. <laughs> he'll make you judge them. He'll make you tell others. Make, and while you are doing that, you are opening the door for him to come in and pummel you. And then you are, you are, all those ushers there, I want you to be ushers, hey, hey, hey. Are you listening to me? Okay, good. You are blocking God's mercy for yourself. Because the Bible says you have no mercy if you don't show mercy. Because you don't know these things. You don't know what you are doing to yourself. And at the end of the day, you are praying and fasting and struggling and nothing is happening. Because scriptures cannot be broken. The scripture is as set as God is set. It cannot change. It can't be broken. You must know these things. The scripture cannot be circumvented. It is settled well in heaven, permanently set. Just like God can change, it cannot change. Impossible. So let's go to today's message. So let's start with uh, one more hindrance that blocks many Christians from the blessings of God and especially from healing. It's a major one. And the enemy uses it because we are in action and things, we are never perfect. So, because of that, it creates this doubt and fear. Will God heal me? Will God answer my prayer? And because of that, that's why we run around looking for people to pray for us. That's why we see people run around looking for anointing, looking for power, looking for this. But it's your God, it's your Father. That's why you see people praying the God of Sususu, so, so, so. the God of somebody they don't even know whose God is worshiping somebody you don't, you've never met you don't know where his power is you don't know nothing but you are comfortable to pray to the God of that person but God says I'm your God and your Father but you don't believe it why is it that you don't believe it Jesus said when you pray say what come on say what but now you don't believe it you think it's the God of somebody else so what happened to you Right there, it shows that you don't really believe scriptures at all. Jesus said, I go to my father and to your father. I go to my God and what? And what? You will say it because you've been going to other people's God. I go to my father and what? Who said that? And I go to my God and what? So why do you call on God or somebody else? It shows you don't know nothing about, about the Bible. You don't believe the Bible. Completely, you don't at all. If you don't believe that this God is your God, you're essentially saying, I'm not a child of God. You're saying the scripture is not true. This is not religion. It's in religion you you look for a detective doctor. Not in Christianity. In Christianity, you can come boldly before the throne of Christ because God is no respecter of, no, yeah. Jesus died for everybody, the praying prayed. That's why if you come to me to pray for you, you know what I will tell you. I will tell you, you do the prayer, I will say the amen. Because I need to teach you that you have access to God. Because if you don't learn it, you won't practice it. If I'm praying for you, praying for you, then you'll be depending on me. Then the 12 of you after service will line up. <laughs> One pastor visited us from Nigeria. He said, after service, I'm not making this up. He said, pastor, Pastor, come, I want to ask you. He said, I've been watching you since I've been coming here. I've not seen people lining up for you to pray for them. I said, yeah, because your job is not to do that. Their job is to train them to go to their father, go to their God, trust in Jesus, and be a disciple of Jesus, not a disciple of you. They are not supposed to depend on you. They are supposed to depend on Christ. I said, when they learn and grow and know how to get the fish for themselves, then they help their family. They help their friends, and they're, they're good witnesses. I said, between, he said, pastor, they didn't line up. He said, after service they always line up. I said, that's not ministry. That's not ministry. Even our Lord Jesus said, the things I do, you too can do them. He didn't say, oh, it's only me. He say, you can do that. But unless somebody encourages you to try, you won't know you can do it. And the moment you know you can do it, nobody can stop you. No more. You're on fire. <laughs> Anywhere you can stand your ground and fight it. Down. Anywhere you can call upon your God. You're not looking for, uh, uh, let me call, Pastor Cheney, good afternoon. How are you doing? And uh, the reason I'm calling you is this, this spirit is bothering me, Pastor. Pastor, praise the Lord. <laughs> you know, I don't answer such calls. I don't do stuff like that. So, is this issue of righteousness, that's the, that's the truth. The reason is you don't believe that God accepts you. Period. If if God doesn't accept you, why are you a child of God? Answer me. You're a child of God, and God has disowned you, doesn't accept you. But you're a child of God. How many of your children you don't accept? So many do not believe that their faith in Christ makes them acceptable to God. Because to us, Christ Jesus just is somebody we talk about when the devil shows up. No. He's the way to God. He connects you and God. He brought you back to your father. Can I hear Amen? Yeah. He brought you back to your father. He brought you back. I said, I'm the way to God. The moment you believe in me, the way is, the door is open for you. To all the blessings of God. Is that faith in Christ that qualifies you for healing, qualifies you to access God. For, that faith in Christ, it looks. It looks. You must know it now. If, if it's, it's not the faith in Christ, then Christ died in vain. If we can invent any other reason that God will accept me, then why did Jesus, why did Jesus die? He died in vain. Praise the Lord. Look at what Jesus said. Can we believe, at least, if you don't believe what I'm saying, believe Jesus now. Look at what he said, John chapter 6 verse 37. However, John chapter 6 verse 37, is it possible to put it up? Or I read it from here. Okay, because I think we're having some technical issues since Saturday or Friday. Okay, I can read it. If they're able to put it up, fine. Okay, fine, wonderful. Can we read it? Who said this one? Jesus. Okay, let's hear his voice. One, two, let's go. All that the Father giveth me shall what? Come to Stop there. Have you come to him? Have you come to Jesus? Yes. He, and he saved you, right? So he's talking about you. All that the Father giveth me shall what? come to me, and what will happen? And him that come to me, I will in no wise cast out. So why do you think you are cast out? He said, I'm not going to cast you. I just come to me. I, my blood paid for it. I'm not going to cast you. I, stop thinking that way. I think, you think he's being holy by doing that. That's being ignorant. The Bible says we should come boldly before the throne of what? To obtain Obtain. Obtain. What do we obtain first? And what? Obtain. And what? Which of them do you qualify for? No. So, but why do you obtain it? Because of Jesus. His blood stands for you. Shortens it. Guarantees it. And says, Father... It is his own. He has accepted me. He sent me to bring them back to you. This is one of them. Praise the Lord. If you agree to this point, say amen. Don't ever doubt it. Tell your neighbor, don't doubt this one again. No. If I ever catch you doubting this one. If, tell your neighbor what I'm saying. If I ever catch you doubting this one, it will be me and you. Romans 3, 21. Romans 3, 21. But now, we're talking about now, present time. But now, God has shown us. See, now, God has shown us a way to make, to be made what? Right with him without keeping the requirements of what? Oh, you say, oh, pastor, doesn't mean you do. It's not saying you do what you like. But what he says is that through that means of requirements of the law, nobody has been perfect. So if it's to that means, I can't go, you can't go. Because only last week, you were mad at your wife. Because I don't want to tell them what you did. But what I'm trying to say is, that requirement of the Lord, Dave, I have not kept all of it now. Has anybody kept all of it? Let's see the liar here. Anybody? Oh, I thought you were perfect. Nobody has kept, nobody has ever kept the whole of it. In the history of humanity, nobody has ever. Adam fell. Nobody has ever. Only Jesus did. Only Jesus did. So, because if if that is the way, then God, all of us are lost forever. Because nobody can. So, God says, okay, let me give you this thing free. Based on what my son did for you. Because if you want to do it by the law, none of you can keep it. Because your mouth will say something before the service is uh, over. And your heart will think something, Dave, before next week's Sunday. You know, Andrew Womack used to think that he was so good. He never, he never pursued women in his life. Never. He read Bible his life. So he, he felt so holy. And one day, God showed him a vision of his heart. It was so dirty. Has anybody had that testimony from him? Am I the only one? Ah, Okay. Raise your hand. Okay, you had it from him. Who else? Okay. You you had it from him. God showed him his heart. He said, you're so dirty. All your your righteousness is what? Fitter. The only person who can do perfect things is Christ. He said I was shocked. And he said, yeah. Because your thoughts, your motives, they're not always pure. The things you've thought, in fact, I think he said he went to pray or something. The whole thing showed up. He was like, oh my God, is this me? Say, so, said, yeah, that's you. That's what you are presenting to me. Do you know if God will reveal all our thoughts here? Some of you will run right now. Because the person you are sitting with, the what you've been thinking about, them, they will see it. If God will reveal all your thoughts, all you said, all you've done to your children, you will change your dress. Let's be real. If God will reveal all your pride, all you've been judging people, everything to you, you will know that by the deeds of the law shall no man be what? Justified. Nobody. People, nobody. And he humbles us It takes away this pride trying to go before God. The Bible said there's no more boasting (laughs) for all have seen. Boasting is taken away from us. The only place we can boast is in Christ. The only hope of what? It's not too difficult. It's not too difficult. But now, God has shown us a way to be made right with Him, without keeping the requirements of the law, as was promised in the writings of Moses and the prophets, when God wrote this thing long time ago, that this is going to happen. We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. If you place your faith in Christ Jesus, my brother Dave, you are God accepts you, because Jesus said, "All of you that God has sent to me." I will know why, wise why the blood is speaking for you. God is not joking, the blood is speaking for you. It's pleading mercy and it's so powerful. Can I hear amen? Do you think I'm more righteous than you? Go well, and ask my wife. After you hear from her, make up your mind that still be a pastor. Because you can hear some things. Say, ah, is that a pastor? Yes, so. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You know, the greatest joy you have in life is to accept your weakness. Honestly. Because it removes burden or pretense from you, trying to live what you are not. <laughs> and you please God. Because God wants sincerity. He said, to, he, said to, he said to Paul, He said, When you're weak, that's when my strength is what? Yeah, but it's when you are still doing toga, 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 you will hit the wall. When you are weak, I mean, when you in your weakness, I show up because I made you, I know who you are. You are not telling me anything about you. I know you are flesh. I made you like that. And I don't count everything you do because if I count it, no one can stand before me. Am I communicating to you? Let's be humble. Come, come down from your high. Come down. We are all the same. I'm number one. Are you number two? Number three? Who is number four? Number five? I'm going to be up ahead. Number six is back there. All of us. All of us. Number seven, Pastor Dorothy, even though you are quiet, you are number ten. <laughs> Pastor Kemi is number eleven. Pastor Victor Singhi here is number twelve. All of us take number. We line up. We line up and say, it's of the Lord. mercy we are not consumed. <laughs> And God will show us mercy. Everything is mercy. He humbles us people. He makes you accept your brother. Enlarge your heart. It's not perfect. You are not. Why why, why you pretending like you, you are... I don't want to say it? Amen? Second Corinthians 3.4 We are confident of all this because... Of our great trust in God through Christ. That's why we are confident. Our great trust in the mercy of God through Christ. It is not that we think we are qualified to do anything on our own. Our qualification comes from who? God Himself, who qualifies you because Jesus has born your sins and everything. Galatians 3:26. For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. That's all. You are a child of God just by faith in Christ. You're not a child of God because you fast a lot to pray. That's not what makes you a child of God. None of those things make you a child of God at all. As good and wonderful as they are. Let's read it. Let me read it. I think I can read it from here. Galatians 3.26 For ye are all what? The children of God by faith in who? That's all. Okay, let's read it together. I want you to go. For you are all children of God through faith. In That's all. Nothing else makes you a child of God. Oh, you're not the child of God. For you, because you can't set aside Christ. You cannot. You just cannot. You can't go to God with, without Christ. It's not possible. Forget it. And if we are children of God, then we are heirs of God, then we are joint heirs of Jesus, Christ. all the blessings belong to us. So why, why do you think that God will not answer your prayer and that you are, not, you are not qualified to be healed? You are not qualified for this. When Jesus was here, tell me the person that he ever healed, he ever blessed, who God qualified because he was good. None of them. They will come and say, come on. You say, I'm coming. <laughs> I'm coming. <laughs> Even those, Why you going, they stop him. And then they say, ah, oh, trouble not the master. I said, don't worry about it. I'm still... All of them. It was mercy. And then one man surprised us, a blind man. Preached one powerful message. He said, He said, David. I mean Jesus, what the son? Have what? Mercy. It's all all mercy. It will humble you like nothing. If you don't understand grace, you'll be very proud. Because you'll be attributing things to your goodness, to your prayer, to your fasting to your days, and be judging everybody who do you think don't qualify like you. But that's I holier than, which is worse than anything else. Jesus had a wonderful word for it. It's called hypocrisy. That's what they called it. And the Bible says a hypocrite cannot stand before God. Do You know of all the things The thing that Jesus preached about was hypocrisy. Beware of the living of the world. Pharisees, which is what? Hypocrisy. Romans 8.16 The spirit is a spirit witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if we are children of God, how many of us are children of God? I want to see your hand up. How many of us are children of God? Come on boldly. Put it down. Remember, I never warned you that if it catches you. And if children, then we're hairs. What is a hair? Let's do grammar. Choir, what is a hair? You people came to this country before me. What's a hair? It's not hair. It's not. This (laughs) is from from Uke village. It's not here. It's not here. A hair. Not hair. 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 It's. Let me teach you phonetics. It's here. Yeah. Chica, am I right? Chica, chica said I'm wrong. H <laughs> E I R. How do you pronounce it, Chica? Come here. Come, come, come. I want to hear you. <laughs> <laughs> it's pronounced air. There's no H. Which I'm, I'm I'm better than you. <laughs> There's no H, it's pronounced what? Air. That's what I've been saying, you didn't hear me. <laughs> I've been saying air. Eh. Uh, uh, you want me to shout? Eh. Air. <laughs> Crack my voice because I'm teaching you. I've been telling you, people, and you've been making hair. I think I, I'm just saying air. Eh. I said eh. air. <laughs> and eh. Air. <laughs> Me see trouble. <laughs> this country, I came to. So, so, Voila! After learn English, learn Bible. Learn <laughs> okay, who is an heir? An heir? <laughs> my, I've seen trouble here. <laughs> Learning this in our old age is not, not working well at all. And a person entitled to the property or rank of another on that person's date. Which means we're entitled to all the blessings of Christ because he had died for us. So if your father has something and he passes away, isn't, are you not entitled to that? I'm asking. Huh? Are you entitled to that because you qualify by your whatever? You're entitled by relationship. The Bible says because we are children by relationship, that everything that belongs to our Father God belongs what? And that everything Christ has, he says, all yours are mine. And Jesus said, I have died and left. So everything now belongs to Him." So why do you think it's not yours? Healing is yours. Everything he died for is yours. We are accepted. It's called righteousness. Righteousness is being accepted. You are accepted. Completely accepted. 24. Why? Because you put your faith in who? Christ. The Bible said those that trust in him, they will not be put to what? So why are you, why are you going to take shame when God didn't impute it to you? God says, "So you know how good I am, how righteous I am. I'm giving you what you don't merit. That's Christianity. Amen. And there's no other way. There's no other way. In Romans three twenty, for no one can be can ever be made right with God by doing what the law commands. The law simply shows us how sinful we are. Why you can't keep it on. So forget it. It's not going to work like that." In Galatia 3.10, but those who depend on the law to make them right with God are under his cause. You don't want to be there. Because you are rejecting Christ and rejecting the blood and rejecting the sacrifice. And wanting to present your own good, what you've done. The Bible says you remain under the cause. Why? Because you reject Christ as the person who took the cause for you. If so you want to pay for it, there's no way out So the cost remains on your head. You see why people walk on their cost without me? And they're fighting the devil, all night prayer, fighting the devil. The same devil, they fought him yesterday, they're fighting him today. Romans 5.1. Romans 5.1. Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by by I want you to see it. Bye. 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 Come on, louder. Bye. Convince yourself. Bye. Come on. Convince yourself by faith. Do not let the devil lie to you. The word of God is yea. Since you have been made right in God's sight by faith. We have peace with God. Because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has worked, done. That's why I have peace with God. Verse 2. Because of our faith. Again, because of our faith. Nothing else. Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege. Where we now stand. And we how? Confidently. And how? Joyfully. Look forward to sharing God's word. Glory. All the blessings are our own. Confidently. Including Healing. You know, but there are people who abuse this. Anybody who abuses grace is not a Christian. Anybody who rejects grace is not a Christian. Because it's by grace you are, you reject it, then you reject salvation. It a passage, that scripture for it, of course. Let me show you the scripture now. It's right here, yeah. looking at us. Jude chapter 1, verse 4. I say this because some ungodly people, you see what I call them? The ungodly people. Have warmed their way into your churches, saying that God's marvelous grace allows us to live immoral lives. See, anybody saying this is ungodly. Because Christ is the grace of God that brings what? Salvation. When you when you look at Jesus and say, You brought us sin, you make us live immoral, you are ungodly. Very ungodly. It's evil heart of unbelief. I say this because some ungodly people have wormed their way into your churches. They mixed up with you, saying that God's marvelous grace allows us to live immoral life. The condemnation of such people was recorded long ago, for they have denied our only Master and Lord Jesus Christ. You see what it means. Jesus, the grace of God that brings salvation. And you open your mouth and say, God is lying in that testimony. He didn't bring salvation. He brought us bondage to sin, opposite. That's an ungodly person. It's not a Christian. Because the grace of God bringeth us what? Salvation. We are saved by grace. Now there are people who abuse it too. Hebrew 10, verse 26. Dear friends, dear friends, he's talking to Christians. If we deliberately now continue sinning after we have received knowledge of the truth, there is no longer any sacrifice that will cover that sin. When you, when you, listen to me, church. When you understand the grace, you have received Christ, you are a Christian, and you deliberately, willfully continue sinning. The Bible said the blood will start working for you. Because you are insulting that very blood You are doing what sons of Eli did. And God God said, nothing will stop them. Nothing will take away their sin. Because the very thing I gave them to take away their sin is the very thing they are abusing. And God said, no matter how you do anything, this sin will not be taken away. Because they insulted the spirit of grace. They insulted the blood that was brought brought on the altar. The most sacred thing. When a Christian is faithful, let me read it again. It's your Bible, dear friends. If we deliberately—it's not sin, It has to be deliberately continue sinning. Continue. After we have received knowledge of the truth, there is no longer any sacrifice that will cover these. Uh, sins. I didn't write it. So, what is willful sinning? Let me even explain it so they don't get confused. Let me tell you, there are three types of sins. For real, But the fourth one I don't, I'm not going to talk about, the sin unto death. The sin unto death is when a Christian who has been like a walker, baptized in the Holy Spirit, who understands every, the things of God, denounces Christ. The Bible says we will not be saved again. Forget about it. That sin unto death. It's not coming back. It's not... He didn't denounce Christ because, if he denounced Christ because he was under pressure or was fear, that's not sin unto death. But willfully says, I'm no more a Christian. I don't believe in Christ. After I've experienced the power of God, the knowledge of God, and everything, the Bible says, it's not coming back. Say, don't pray for him. <clears throat> not every type of denial. Because some people can come to kill you. Say, ah, you deny. But it's not for your. That's not willful sin. That's sin unto death. Denying Christ, renouncing him, and saying it's no more, Lord, than what? Said, we flee. Not young Christians. You have to be a mature Christian to commit this kind of sin. Then that there, there this willful sin. What is willful? Let me read it for you. Willful sin means having or showing a stubborn and determined intention to do as one wants regardless of the consequences or effects. An intentional and deliberate sinful action. As that you will to do, not even out of temptation, just out of your will, you decide to deliberately be doing them continuously. Not that you did them and repented, no. Continuously. And you refuse to repent. It's called willful sin. Stubbornly be doing it. Even though you know the consequences, but you prefer and will. It's not even temptation, it's what you are doing out of your own self will. You decide to be doing them, and then you continue to do them. And then the Bible says, when you continue doing that, it's called willful sin. He said, the blood won't take it away. Because your choice, by your choice, you are insulting the spirit of grace. Yeah, it's called willful sin. Then there is sin of, of ignorance. The Bible says God winks at it. The ones you're coming because you don't know. Then there is sin that overtakes you. You don't want it, but you're fighting it. It's not willful sin. All of us have struggles with wanting thing or death. You don't want it, but you're fighting it. You're saying, Lord, I'm sorry about it. you praying about it. It's things that overtake you with which you fight. You are not willfully doing them. Am I clear on this? Do you get me? So it's not everything that's willful sin, no. So don't condemn you and say, ah, I've committed no, it's not everything. Withful sin is that it's not even a temptation, it's nothing. And you have to be consistently continuous. You keep doing it and keep doing it, keep doing it. Ah, but you know the consequences. If you don't know the consequences, it's sin of ignorance. But you know the consequences. You understand that destiny is this. But you stubbornly, 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 you keep doing it. So there are people who think that grace allows them to be. The inst- no. You can't do that. Can I hear Amen? I don't have time to read the whole of uh, Hebrews chapter 10. But let me read some part of it. Dear friends, if you deliberately continue. I'll read chapter, chapter 10 to 26. Dear friends, if you deliberately continue sinning when after we have received knowledge of the truth, there is no longer any sacrifice that will cover these sins. There is only one, that's only the terrible expectation of God's judgment and the raging fire that will consume his enemies. For anyone who refused to obey the law of Moses was put to death without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. Just think how much worse the punishment will be for those who have trampled on the Son of God and have treated the blood of the covenant which made us holy as if it were common and unholy and having insulted and disdained the Holy Spirit who brings God's mercy to us. So that's what it means. It's good that we read this so you know that grace receives you from sin and wants you to be like Christ. The grace of God, Paul said, and what I am by what? So it turns you, the work of the Holy Spirit to turn you into the image of Christ. It's what Christ, God is doing. It's called the work of Christ. All of it. So you can't say, oh, because, uh, because you know, I'm half faith in Christ. The blessings of God are mine. Then you turn around and be insulting the spirit of grace. Insulting the Lord Jesus. Insulting God himself. And be treating all these things like it's nothing. Trampling upon the Son of God, deliberately. The Bible said the thing will stop working for you. If you understand me, say amen. Now, you have to, we said last week that you have to release your faith. By what? Did I chill you? Are you afraid? Did you understand my explanation? None of you is in Wifusi. It, it would take a lot for a Christian to get into wifus. If you are really born again, it would be difficult. Because this thing you do, you say this is bad. I don't care. It's so difficult for a Christian to get into it. I'm telling you, it's not something Christians do easily. No. Unless you are not really born again. It's not possible. It's not, not that it's not possible, but it's not, it's not something many Christians get into. Because the spirit of God is in you your conscience is there the word of God is there at a point you say this thing I'm doing I should stop it you get my point I too do some things but at a point I say oh my God have you never surprised yourself yeah I hope I didn't put a chill on you wake up can I hear amen yeah go and read the scripture it's true but we have to release our faith by what? Action and what? By what? Now, I want, to, I want to present some people to you here. If you know that you have released your faith by action and word, and you got healed, or you got your challenge overcome, can you stand up? You have really released your faith by action and by word, and you got healed, or you got your challenge, you overcame your challenge. Be a witness for Jesus. Stand up. Let Jesus be proud of you. Let the world see what he's doing. Look at witnesses. This sermon is preached right here. These are witnesses for Jesus. The Lord told me, say, when you get there, tell all my witnesses to stand up, to witness that my word is here. Amen. Can we say a big Amen. So let's be seated. So you see that it works. What you need to do is you you release it by action and listen to me continuous action. Don't stop. Continuous confession. It's a battle of faith. The enemy wants you to denounce the word, to deny the word, because he's a liar by nature. I've said it here the devil is not capable of recognizing anything good. So he thinks all of it, as the devil is, he thinks you are lying. When you come to church and praising God, he doesn't believe you mean it because he doesn't have the ability to recognize anything good. So he thinks all of us are lying like him. So when you say by the Sabbath of this, he wants to stand on it. He's thinking is you are lying too because he's a father of what? He doesn't see you in the form God sees you, he doesn't have the ability because the light has been taken from him. So he only sees you from dark point to point. So he thinks you are alive. So he, come, he comes to tell you you are not healed. How does he do that? He will increase the symptom, increase the pressure. Let me give you good news. Listen to me. Whenever he increases the challenge on you, you can go and tell Pastor Victor, give me a date for Thanksgiving. Because you, you really have him where you want him. Now he's panicking. Now he's afraid to lose this battle. Now he's he's, uh, desperate. That's why he's increasing everything. And you are close to defeating him. Once he starts piling up on you, he's desperate at that point. You can rejoice and sing and say, man, this is over. It's a good sign that your victory is at the corner. Oh, I don't know if you got what I'm saying. Because he will try to pile it up, pile the symptoms up. What he's trying to do is to put pressure on you to say it doesn't work. But you are not going to say that. Because the word of God is here. That's where you dance the most. There's a brother that shared the testimony here. He said, I started to resist him. Right here, he said, Pastor, you were preaching. The thing was getting worse and worse. He said, but when I, when we started praising, it disappeared. All of us fight. But the Bible said, every man's faith will be what? Twice. Every man, my own, your own will be. He said, don't think it's strange. It's a normal thing. Every man's faith will be what? Tested to see of what quality it is as by fire. But you must insist. You must continue. You have put your hand on the plow. There is no, in faith, there is no reverse gear. It's been destroyed the longest time. You don't go back. The Bible says if you go back, God says that I don't have pleasure in that kind of thing. It's forward. Oh no, no, you're not talking to me. It's forward. It's forward. You can't say yes today and say no tomorrow. The scripture says when you are vacillating like that, you will not see anything happen. It says it's of the devil. Let your ear be. He said anything else is not of God. He said, but because the word of God is yea and Amen. So the enemy will try to put pressure on you. It's called the fact of it. And then you do what Abraham did. Abraham fought. And Abraham got the result. See what Abraham did. Let's look at Abraham. In um, Romans chapter 4, I think. Verse 18. Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of what? Many nations, according to that which was spoken. So shall that seed be. And being not weak in faith, he what? Considered not. He considered not. He Considered not. He considered you know, as Somebody was trying to make him consider something. But he refused to consider it. Ref- the Bible said these things were written for our own for our own learning. It's right here. We that are presently living. He said it was written for us to learn. He considered not. If you consider what the enemy is pointing you to, which is what he is doing, he will defeat you 24 7. You are not going to see any victory there. But if you refuse, man, if it's it's going to be brave war. Wow. If you refuse to consider those things and consider only what God has what? said, you will defeat him 24 7. Because when you consider what God has said, you are considering Christ. Because he's the word. We're not to look unto Jesus, look at the word. He's the word. He's the living word. But if your eyes is taken away from the word, and you look at something else, you're looking at the devil. He's showing you what he's doing. The Bible says the works of God reveal God to you. So when you look at what the word is telling you, the works of God is revealing God to you. Your faith is stronger and stronger and stronger. If you understand, shout Hallelujah. So there's this battle. Paul, can you come? Dave, can you come, please, quickly? Come, Dave. Paul and Dave, come. I have, we have only one minute for this one. Two of you are going to now fight over me. I'm now the beautiful bride. The bride price is five. How much? You don't like me. Somebody say $500. So, so you think I five $500. Bride price. I'm now too costly. Dave is going to be pulling me to look at what he's doing. This person is going to be pulling me to look at what he's doing. This person has the word of God and is pointing me. This person has. Is there any black thing, anything we can use? Okay, okay, just manage this. And they're pointing me to look, look at this. Okay, so I'm in the middle. The fact of faith has started. The Lord has told me his word. You have faith in Christ, healing is now yours. Go and act on it. Go and I start acting and I start doing what I was and I start saying, Lord, thank you, thank you. Who forgive it all my iniquities, heal it all. and I'm saying it. Then the war begins. Then he's pulling me. What are you saying? Look at this. And then the gentle spirit is pulling me this way. You know who wins is who I give my this man is very wicked. I said <laughs> see what he's doing. See this one is pointing. This one is pulling me. Then the question is, whose report will you? This is where I now decide on whose side I'm falling. The Bible says, Abraham, hold me, Dave. Now. Abraham refused to refuse to consider. Come here. So the, the computer's is blocking us. So they can see us. Okay, so Abraham refused to what? Consider this. Supposing he starts considering it, what will happen? I'm asking. If you start considering it, what will happen? He will forget, right? And faith come by, and doubt and fear come from this. So if I'm looking at this, what will happen? Fear, doubt, and because he sees I'm seeing, he will pile it more. I want you to tell me how I can overcome him. But if he's pulling me, and Abraham considered not this, quit me, he decided on whose report he will. Yes, he said, I'm going to be looking at what was said. And then I said, looking at it, because the works of God declare his glory. He's seen the glory of God. Because Jesus is the living word. He's seen Christ at work. He's seen mercy. He's seen faith. He's seen joy. He's seen possibility. He's seen what he's like. He's following Jesus. And at a point, we'll pull this man away from you. Friends, in this battle, he's going to employ some people that go to church with you, who come and talk you out of the world. I'm not joking. He will do everything he can do because he knows that if he wins you over, the, the next thing God does for you, won't take it. He knows it's downhill from that point until you lose your confidence in God. Even your faith can go from there. He's fighting for your soul, not just for anything. It's your soul he wants to destroy because he says, you used to be excited, you are no more because you lost this battle. Then you lose more, because you keep looking at it, you lose more. At a point, you are no more excited. You don't go to church. and Your language changes. Gradually, gradually, you find fault with the pastor, find fault with the word of God, the thing that used to be excited about, you are no more. And then you are watching more movies. It will show you other things. More movies. James Bond, 007. You'll be watching them. Bible is no more read. You are not in any ministry. You are not serving, but they started with losing the first pathway. Before long, you're not going to church. And you have good reasons, and he will introduce you to so many things on television that he himself will put there. It's after your soul. That's why this is important. Because if you win this one here, win another one here, Win another one here. They say, "Who are the Sunday school?" Yeah, I want to teach Sunday school. Your excitement bubbles, bubbles, and you become a witness to people. And they say, "Bro, ah, how did that thing happen?" Man, God is. They start joining you to talk. Ah, God is good. though. Hey, you are. You look so good now. Hey, this your God is wonderful. This God your people are serving is awesome. You are a witness, and this man's influence is. Diminishing, diminishing. And this one's influence is increasing, increasing, increasing. If, they, if Christianity says we need people for evangelism, you say, I'm coming. Why? What he did for you is still fresh. You want to go? Praise the Lord. I didn't hear you. There's a brother here. We're talking about people to sweep the house. He said, "I'm I'm, I'm coming to sweep this house for Jesus." Faithfully, and when I saw he drives a Mercedes, I said, "Hey, Mercedes driver, he's sweeping the church free." He said, "I want to serve Jesus. I want to serve Jesus." She used to come, a doctor here, Doctor Happiness. He used to come. He said anything, Pastor. I want to anything, anything. Let me do whatever I want to serve the Lord. I want to. What brought the excitement? He's sure that Jesus is real. Can I hear him? him? Yes. And this man, the other way, is pining away. And when he hears it, saying, I want to serve Jesus, and then they will say, Why did you? You lost it. And they'll be fighting there while you are rejoicing here. And you go from glory to glory to glory because you've you learned how to win this. The next one, David said, You will be like those other ones. Because when the bear came, I defeated it. When this one came, I defeated it. He said, You two goliath you go the way of that sickness. All of you came and you must come to pass. You see, now you learned how to do it. You are more confident with the next one. You are more and something happens here. Say, my children come, it's not gonna happen here. I'm going to start and you start fighting. And your children are watching you. And they say results, they say, Wow. This thing is real. This Christianity is real. You don't have to drag them to church. You only have to demonstrate Christ. And they follow you. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Somebody said that my bride price is $500. My friend I said that. My bride price is $7. Ta- $5 million. Did you get what I'm saying? Did you get what I'm saying? If you got a shout hallelujah. Now we're going to practice. Because I have both prayer time and this is all of them mad until this point is ended. Then the pastor will start taking the prayer time. So we're going to put up uh, 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 Psalm 103, 1 to 5. And we're going to confess them. And then uh, Isaiah 53. Can you put them up for me? We're going to confess them. We're going to thank God for them. This is what I want you to do. morning afternoon, evening, and start acting, start doing what you couldn't do. Take a step of faith. Do it. Try. Try. Even if you don't succeed, keep doing it. One day you will get up and from you fly. Just keep doing it. Let's stand up. I've been standing now, so you join me. Stand up. Stand up, stand up for Jesus, ye soldiers of the cross. Come on, shake up the thing. Okay, fine. Okay, soldiers of the cross, let's draw our sword. Draw your what? Sword. The sword of the spirit. Which is the word of God. Draw it. We are ready to cut. Every sickness. mm, mm, mm. Let's go. Bless the Lord. Oh my soul. And all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord. Oh my soul. And forget not what. So let's mention our benefits now. Those things that you are entitled to. Let's go. Number one. Who forgives all my Number two. Who? Who... All my no, some of you are not putting mine. You should put mine now. Huh? You should appropriate it because it's your benefit. It's your benefit. Let's take our benefits. Let's start from number two again. Number verse two. Verse two, please go up. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. I forget not. Okay. Number one benefit. Who forgives all my iniquities? Who heals all my diseases? Who redeems my life from destruction and crowns me with loving kindness and tender mercies? Number five. Who satisfies my mouth with good things so that my youth is renewed like eagles? Can we put Isaiah 50, 54, 53? Surely now my he had born and my pains, he hath carried them. And will have extended them plagued, smitten of God, and afflicted. And his peers for my transgressions, bruised for my iniquities, the testament of my peace on him. And by his bruise that is healing to me. Can now lift up your hands and begin to worship God and thank him. You can repeat those things, please. You can put them up for us again.